Hallelujah. Praise God. How many of you here tonight received a, a miracle of healing of some sort uh, on Sunday? Would you stand? Everyone else be seated, please. If you received a miracle of healing on Sunday, would you stand, please? Isn't this awesome? Praise God. Now, we're going, to come, we're going to come back to you in just a moment. But first of all, I want to thank all of our Power Hour staff who've been working hard to get our Power Hour room ready to go. And they've been working. They've got, they've got a plan for uh, their Power Hour, and they're ready to roll with it. So all the Power Hour students can quietly go. Make sure you go with the staff only. No crossing the road by students only. Thank you. Hallelujah. So we're going to come back to you in just a second here, folks. Hallelujah. One let our kids have their full power hour, or at least as much as they can get of it. And now, I will try this again. If you got a miracle Sunday and you'd like to stand, I'd like to have you stand if you received a miracle on Sunday. And obviously we don't have time for everybody to give a long dissertation, but could you just tell us what God healed you from? Okay, just very quick one sentence and we'll move to the next one, all right? So we'll start over here. Uh, I threw my back out on Monday and I got paid on twice Sunday and I was fine Monday. God touched his back and healed it. Praise God. Did you hear that? He said the warmth came into his body, into his hands, and he knew that God had touched him. Sister Peasley? Strength. Strength. And breath. His breath in my lungs. Good. His breath in your lungs and his strength in your body. Sister Shirley. Well, that's a good one. All right. No heartburn. That's a good one. Yes. Loudly. For a year since this COVID-19, everything's been shut down. I felt like something had been stolen from me. I have been going through a spiritual battle. And I asked for a change of spirit. God was with me. God blessed me. I have been so even this morning, God let me know that something big is getting ready to happen. We claim that together in Jesus' name. Brother Darius, you're standing? Spirit of happiness is gone. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Sister Mary? I had pain in my lower back and I got pretty far and the pain is gone. Pain is gone out of her lower back. Thank you, Jesus. It's gone. Praise God. That's awesome. All right. Over here. I've had pain in my coccyx bone for a year, and usually we have to have a cushion in my chair, and the pain is completely 
Praise God. Well, Sister Maureen. Yes, I felt that. All right. So there were several miracles that God did Sunday, and I'm thankful. And it's not like it's over, folks. It's just getting started. Praise God. Anybody get a miracle tonight? Anybody get a miracle tonight already? All right. Well, get ready. We're going to the Word of God. We're going to the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 11. And what a pleasure it is to be together with you tonight. I've been pretty deep in my work today and trying to get everything done. And finally, I, was, I heard you start singing. I said, I got to get out of here and get down there. It's time to start church. So it's good to be together with you today. Had a great time visiting with Pastor Davis yesterday in Norwich Walk and seeing what God is doing over there. And uh, we're just thankful for all that God is doing. Thank you that are online with us tonight from wherever you may be uh, viewing from. If you leave a little comment, I always look at it after service. So leave a comment so I can see. And that would be great. Praise God. Did we pray tonight for Brother Chuck Hurst? Okay, because he's going for surgery in the morning. Did you know that? He's going for surgery in the mornings, pretty intense, so we're going to believe God. We'll pray again tonight, and also, I believe Cameron Ferris starts his chemo tomorrow. They put it off a week? Okay, we'll still pray for Cam. All right, and um, I don't know if there's any other special that you just like, what? Yeah, we'll keep praying for Earl the Pearl, that God would touch him and heal him completely. Praise God. Tomorrow, you're going to go in for a procedure, okay? So we're going to believe God. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, you are the great and the mighty God. There's nothing you cannot do. You're the Savior and the healer. God, I thank you, Lord God, that, that you're here today to heal and to save and to deliver. And we pray for Brother Ferris, Lord God, tomorrow, Lord, that you'd be with him in that procedure, God. And we pray, O oh Lord God, for Brother Hurst tomorrow, God, that you would be with him in that procedure, Lord God. I pray, O oh God, for Brother Cameron Ferris, that you put your hand of mercy upon him in a mighty way and give him a total and complete healing. O oh God, we're giving you praise and we're giving you glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Devil's a liar. God is true and faithful. Thank you for all the miracles that you did, Lord. I was so excited to hear these testimonies tonight, Lord, that were wonderful miracles that you have done. And God, you're doing more and more, Lord God, as we continue to trust and believe. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'm reading from Acts chapter 1, verse 11. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Which also said... Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. And tonight I'm drawing these words from the text. This same Jesus. Would you lift your voices and let's praise God together. Hallelujah. What a mighty God. Father, we give you praise. 
I cannot add to you. I cannot detract from you. You are almighty God. You are almighty God. Hallelujah. Omniscient Lord. Omnipresent. Oh Lord God forever powerful. What a wonderful name. What a beautiful name. What a powerful name you have. And I give you praise. Thank you Jesus. Praise God. I was really, you may be seated. I was pleased to see our young people that were leading us in praise tonight and singing about the, the powerful name of Jesus. Praise God. There are many today who believe in Jesus. There are so many who believe in Jesus. And I, I took a quick look at Wikipedia, the online encyclopedia, and I read just a little bit of what it said about Jesus, and it says, Jesus Christ was a first century Jewish preacher and religious leader. He is the central figure of Christianity, the world's largest religion. Most Christians believe he is the incarnation of God the Son and the awaited Messiah, the Christ, prophesied in the Old Testament. It continues, virtually all modern scholars of antiquity agree that Jesus existed historically and it goes on from there and I thought my there, there's many people who believe that Jesus lived and died was crucified raised from the tomb there are many people who believe that one day he will come back there are many who admit that Jesus did great and wonderful things when he was upon the earth. They believed that he turned the water into wine. They believed that he fed 5,000 men plus their wives and children with just a couple of fish and five loaves of bread and that there were 12 basketfuls left over when he got done. What an amazing miracle. There are people who believe that Jesus did all these things. But though they believe in Jesus, they can't seem to grasp, have not yet understood that the Jesus who turned the water into wine, the Jesus who fed the 5,000 with a few loaves and fish and walked on the water and healed the sick and cast out demons and brought peace to the troubled and deliverance to the captives, the Jesus who could do absolutely anything and everything, somehow they do not believe that he does today what he did then. They think that he no longer does now what he did then. So their prayer has changed. They still believe in Jesus. They've just changed their prayer. And here's, don't be offended, please. Because some of you have this prayer hanging on your wall. From commanding the mountain to move and believe in Jesus for everything, they started praying, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And wisdom to know the difference. 
I'm not knocking you if that's the prayer you've got on your kitchen or living room wall. But that is not the prayer that I am praying. I believe it's time for a revival that will manifest in the miraculous. I really do. I can't get away from it. I, I don't just go to the pulpit and go, that's what we're going to preach on tonight. I sincerely seek the Lord and ask God, and for the last several services, God has been impressing this same subject on my mind. To those who are dealing with sickness, to those who are dealing with a family crisis, or absolutely whatever your need may be, I have heard a message coming from heaven. And it is delivered by divine messengers. It's delivered by the angels themselves. These words are hope-giving, faith-inspiring, promising words. And it simply is this. This same Jesus. Isn't it funny how when the enemy cannot get somebody to totally dis disbelieve, he just tries to take them down a notch. You can believe, just don't believe it now. You can hope and you can believe what God did in the past, but don't even get the silly idea that that's possible today. That's how the enemy works. He tries to take faith ever so slowly, inch by inch, backing away from believing that this Jesus that we serve is the same Jesus who walked the shores of Galilee. The same Jesus who did all the things he's ever done is doing those same things now. Oh, hallelujah. This same Jesus. Well, I'm just going to wait till the Lord shows up. Because I believe that God does miracles on Wednesday nights as much as he does on Sunday nights. The Jesus who turned the water into wine 2,000 years ago. Imagine that, is the same Jesus right now. The Jesus who fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish is the same Jesus that's here tonight. Hello, wake up. The same Jesus. That walked the shores of Galilee. The same Jesus who, forget the shores, walked on the Sea of Galilee. That same Jesus is here tonight. That same Jesus, this same Jesus, who the Bible said healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease, is the same Jesus here tonight. I'll never forget how well-dressed the man was, and I know you've heard me, some of you, some of you haven't, though. 
His wife had laid out his suit for him. He was known by everyone as the town drunk. He spent very few days sober, if any. But she somehow talked him into going to revival where I was preaching. And I got up and preached about this same Jesus. Stone sober, he got up. He looked very nice. Walked down the aisle and stood at the front. Didn't know how to pray. Never had been instructed. Didn't even know he was supposed to close his eyes. He just stood there and stared at me. And he said these words, I want the Holy Ghost. I didn't tell him, well, you got to go through new converts course. You got to be taught. And then when you understand everything, no, he came, God was ready. And with his eyes open, he lifted his hands. Isn't that amazing. And in just a moment, he was speaking in other tongues. Folks, this Holy Ghost is more than just talking in tongues. Talking in tongues is wonderful. That is the initial biblical evidence of the Holy Ghost. Don't ever let anybody tell you differently. Yes, there are many things that God does, but the initial evidence in the Bible was speaking with other tongues. Hopefully, you have more evidence than that. And he spoke in tongues, he spoke in tongues, he spoke in tongues. I thought, oh, I'm going to go pray for somebody else. He's doing pretty good. So walked away and started praying with other people and came back. And his, remember, his, I told you his tie was pulled over to one side. His hair was a little disheveled. I think I had something to do with that. And he was intoxicated. He was absolutely unable to stand unassisted. He had one hand tightly gripping the pulpit, and he was using it for a cane. And he was going like this. And I walked up, and I smiled, and I said, you got the Holy Ghost. He didn't know what the Holy Ghost was. He said, I did. I want some more. begin to pray and for another half hour he spoke in tongues let me tell you something everybody listen up some of your problem can be solved by staying praying in the spirit a little bit longer it's good to get the Holy Ghost and when you speak in tongues whether it be a few tongues or a lot of tongues it's the real Holy Ghost but if you really want to get a major major something going on in your life for the good don't just hurry away just stay there and pray and keep just keep your mind on jesus and and just keep that man prayed for another half hour talking in tongues you said well what does that do you would be surprised what that does when you're talking in tongues the bible says that 
the Holy Ghost is speaking words that, that you don't know how to utter. And the Spirit of God knows what you have need of and is articulating your needs and manifesting that presence. And the more you stay in the presence of God and, and tears begin to run down your face and the more you talk in tongues, the more full of the Holy Spirit of God you're becoming and just stay with it for a while. Well, he stayed with it for a good long while. I was so impressed. This little lady... She grabbed his hand, put it around her arm, her shoulder, put her other hand around his waist, and I watched them zigzagging down the aisle. I watched as they carefully laid him in the back seat because he was absolutely too intoxicated on the Holy Ghost to be able to sit up. I'm talking about a real life experience. Some problems will be solved when you throw out the martini glass and you get yourself a big brown jug and just start drinking Holy Ghost power. Praise God in the Spirit and talk in tongues and then praise God in the Spirit and talk in tongues some more and Praise God in the Spirit. Somebody said, well, it felt good for a little while. And then I, I don't know. It seemed to be like I'm battling again. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. You need to stay in the Spirit until God fills every cubic inch of your psyche with the Holy Ghost. Until your soul is filled. Until your spirit is filled. God will heal a broken heart. God will heal a troubled mind. God will take away depression. God will help you with what? God will heal your body. I've seen people be healed as they continued in the spirit praying and worshiping and talking in tongues. And that same Jesus who the Bible said healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Those are direct quotes. It's the same Jesus that is here tonight. Think about it. The Jesus who delivered from torments, and that's a quote, and those possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic. See? It's hope for you. <laughs> the Bible says, those possessed with devils, those which were lunatic, and healed those who were paralyzed. That is the same Jesus that is here tonight to quote from the Holy Scripture again. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, there's one single sentence that you ought to read out loud with me. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Now, I believe that the devil is challenging this because this is going to be the next step of this revival. The devil wants to challenge this because he wants you to live in chronic pain. He wants to challenge this because he wants your faith to be sucked out of you. He doesn't want you believing. He wants you to expect the same old, same old. 
But tonight is different ones that stood and said, I, ha- I suffered with this. I suffered with that. I-, I had this problem. Somebody else said, I had that problem. And each one declared that God had touched them and healed their body. That is not just some happenstance. That is God saying to you that he is able and willing and he is the same Jesus. I don't know if you realize it or not, but when the devil fights against the healing power of the Lord, are you with me? When the devil fights against the healing power of the Lord, it is because the Bible says himself took our infirmities. The devil wants to make the cross of no effect. He wants to make the cross meaningless. But the Bible says that Jesus himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So when he's challenging your healing, he is questioning the power of the blood. He's questioning the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made. This is not just an attack against you. It's an attack against the power of the blood of Jesus. The same Jesus is still moved with compassion. You know, I I think the devil would like for somebody to think that Jesus doesn't care. But I want you to understand that this Jesus is moved with compassion toward us. In Matthew chapter 15 and verse 30, in this Bible study night, look what it says. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to behold, the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude. I want you to notice something. This same Jesus, if back in 33 AD, he had compassion on the multitude, then he has compassion upon you. Now, I I don't know what you came for tonight, but I'm assuming you came because you believe there's a God. I'm assuming you came tonight because you believe that that God is able to do anything and everything. I'm assuming that you come to this church when you could have sat at home and gone to bed early, but instead you came to the house of God, that you're saying, this same Jesus, who has done miracles before, he is able to give me a miracle. Some of you have been sitting beside the pool for several years now, and somebody else has jumped in ahead of you. Some have suffered with chronic illness for a while. But I don't believe that God would be laying on my heart and speaking to us the message of him being the healer unless he was planning to heal you. He's not a God to tantalize you. To say, this is what I'm capable of doing. Too bad it can't happen for you. I think sometimes we send God the wrong signal. I don't know what you think, but 
If one of my grandchildren comes in my home and they come bounding up the steps and they say, Ama, can we play Milbourne? And they're excited about it. Or Grampy, can we... There's something about, there's some anticipation when that child walks in. You know, his eyes are bright and he's expecting to have a good time. I don't know when it happened for some Christians. When they lost the joy and the zeal of going to the house of God. And they still did it, but they did it out of a sense of duty. And they walk into the house of God. And even while they're in the house of God, they don't bring the brain with them. They're still punching the cell phone. It just got graveyard quiet in here. I don't know when it happened when they stopped believing that the God that's living today is the same God that was living in 33 AD. That this same Jesus, that if I would walk in and sit down and begin to worship and praise Him, that Jesus would pass by. And that when Jesus passed by, if I would just believe in my heart, if I could but touch the hem of his garment, I believe I would be made whole. But somewhere along the line, life's problems and, and life's doldrums and, and life's situations and life's crises can make us to where we forget that the God we are serving is just the same today as he ever was. And if we're not careful, we'll walk into his presence and sit down and look very bored and he'll walk right by me and go to somebody else. Therefore, this is what I say to you. I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. I may be hurting. My back might be aching. My stomach might feel a little nauseous. I might have a headache. And I might not feel so good. But when I walk across the threshold of that church. And I walk into his gates. I'll be if I'm going to bring any kind of shame upon this God that I serve. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will enter his courts with praise. What are you doing? I want to praise the Lord. I know a little bit about God. And I know that praising God causes the presence of God to fill my life. I know the worst thing I can do when I'm not feeling good is just to sit there and just kind of look real sad. Like, I sure wish my God was up to this. That's what God sees sometimes. So instead of doing that, I'm going to give him praise. I know the devil doesn't want you to do it. I know the devil wants you to be down in the dumps. I know he wants you to think all the worst because he wants the worst for you. But somebody has got to say, all right, you know what? This God that I serve, he's real. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you know what? 
I'm just going to give him praise. I'm going to give him glory. I'm going to give him honor. There is about to be a revival in your family. There's about to be a revival in your life. There's about to be miracles of healing that God is going to send out to you and to your family and to your loved ones and to those who you will pray for. And the devil is actually scared to death about it right now. You were this close to the greatest revival you've ever seen in your life. And I'm going to ask you one thing. Would you like to step over into that blessed promise? You're going to have to stretch yourself a little bit to do it. He's going to probably make you carry the ark into the water. He's probably going to make you get your feet wet. He's probably not just going to part the river, but when you're going into the promised land, he's going to make you get your feet wet. You're going to have to step down to the water. You're going to have to exercise your faith because when you step into the water, the waters are still going to be at flood stage. When you take that step into the water, the waters are still at flood stage. You know what? Some folks are waiting for God to do the miracle, and then they're going to just, whoa! They're going to rejoice and worship the Lord. And I'm glad that you, you would do that. But what God wants you to do is to honor Him with your faith and begin to say, all right, let's get this ark. Let's move right on into the water now. God's promised He's going to part this river. I believe He's going to do it. It's the same Jesus. Can I tell you what? You just ignore me and you'll stay in a holding pattern. And God will reach around you and he will give a revival to somebody else. But it ought not to be that way. What it ought to be is we ought to move in lockstep right now. Praise God. I, I, I don't know... Uh, of too many people that just has everything going their way right now. I don't know of too many people right now that everything's just hunky-dory and everything's just going the way. Oh, my God, they're just, just saying, wow, this is it. I just Every day I'm being blessed more and more, and, and I'm just feeling so great, and I don't have a problem in the world. Everybody in my family's healthy. Everybody in my family's well. Nobody's mad at me tonight. Well, come think of it. I don't think there is a night when somebody's not mad at me. That's all right. That doesn't stop God from doing what he's going to do. Sometimes the ark is heavy. You've got to go ahead and grab it and it doesn't... You don't feel like doing it, but get it up there on your shoulder and start making your way toward that river. Has God made you some promises? Does anybody here remember asking God for something that was very dear to your heart? Does anybody here remember asking God for any particular miracle or any particular thing that would affect you today if God were to do it? All right. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand. I don't understand things unless it's through faith. Through faith we understand that the things which are made were made by things that are not seen. If I could see it, I wouldn't need faith, but they're made by things which are unseen. The elders obtained a good report by faith. You, you rejoice and I rejoice. We read about Abraham taking Isaac up on the hill, but you wouldn't have been rejoicing that day. Now we're rejoicing. But Abraham was believing God so much that he said, well, if God has me killed the boy, he'll raise him back up. Come on, son, let's go. All I know is at the end of the day, Abraham and, and Isaac and God walked off that mountain arm in arm. And God said, you see that guy right there? Yeah, that's, that's Abe. <laughs> yeah, that's Abe, all right. That's my friend. He loves me more than anybody. That, that man right there, he loves me more than anything. Why? If I was asking to give up the most dearest possession, he was willing. You know, he believed me, and I imputed it unto him for righteousness. There's some folks sitting here tonight, the devil's got you thinking, well, you know what? <clears throat> I'd love to get a healing, but I don't deserve a healing. See, I messed up. And I don't deserve it. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. There's nobody that deserves to be healed. So don't let the devil play head games with you telling you that only those who deserve it are going to be healed because if only those who deserve it are going to be healed, nobody is going to be healed. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. I've been at this a long time, and I've never been more sure that this is where God is taking the church right now. He wants to establish to the world that he indeed is the same Jesus, and that he can heal and deliver, and he will heal and deliver. And we, it's not only important for you, but it's important for the world that we believe that Jesus Christ is the same Jesus. Would you lift your hands and would you praise the Lord? See, if I was the devil, I'd be fighting you hard right now to keep you from believing God. I'd be trying to tell you, yeah, well, didn't work for... I know somebody didn't. 
There is a sickness unto death. But there's also a time for healings. Hezekiah, the man of God, walked up to him. And you talk about a discouraging word. The man of God walked up and said, oh, by the way, king, the Lord told me you need to set your house in order. You're going to die. <laughs> An old-time preacher that I had the opportunity to meet and converse with on several occasions was called by the family coming to the hospital to pray for this man who was about to pass. And he walked in, and he was a man of God. He felt in the spirit what God wanted to do. He took the man's hand and said, Lord Jesus, I release his spirit. And he died right there. Family wasn't too happy. There is a sickness unto death. But I got news for you. The miraculous power of God is ready to be revealed in Maine, right here in the city of Augusta. When I prayed for this particular man, and again, I can't heal nobody, and you can't heal anybody, and if you ever start taking credit for it, goodbye to your miracles. But I watched this man, and all that day, he had to crawl from one seat to another seat. From one place in the house, he crawled to the other. His back was so tormented that he couldn't stand up. He was having back convulsions. Back spasms. Now, that doesn't seem like all that serious unless you ever had that. You might know what that means. Anybody here ever have a, a back spasm? You ever have one of those? Well, this guy was having them. Somehow he made it to the house of God, and that night he got prayed for. And ladies and gentlemen, instantly, he stood up. He could bend over. He could twist. His pain was completely gone. I watched a lady, a pastor's wife, who had chronic pain for seven years. I watched her instantly be healed. I watched a lady waving, and I've told you this several times, because we know Brother Cameron's facing this. But she waved her medical documents. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, gone after prayer. I've seen... A young lady's leg grow out to the size and the length of the other one and then walk across the front of the church and people begin to praise and worship God and revival began. I've watched God heal blindness and color blindness and it always amazed me how God did the color blindness thing because not only did he heal the boy of color blindness he taught him his colors all in the same instant the boy didn't know what those colors were but instantly he could identify every color I pointed out and I asked his parents this is your boy they said yes is he colorblind they said the worst kind sir but he never missed a color 
Now, we can stand here tonight and sit here tonight and, and, and we can just go on and be faithful and we can be saved and live for God and serve the Lord. But I think there's something that God wants us to do. I think we need to say, devil, you're a liar. You're, there's a reason you're fighting the healing power of God right now. Because from everything I can read in the Holy Scripture, it was the healings that the Lord did that brought the crowd. And then he taught them and they were converted. And I think that... The devil senses, oh, I feel it right now, that there's a Holy Ghost revival that's coming to your city, coming to your family, coming to your friends, and he doesn't want you to rise up and say, now in the blessed name of Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, we claim the healing power of God, not just for us, but for those who we will reach. I'm sorry if you're tired of hearing about healing. That's the only thing I've been preaching on the last three or four times I've got up in this pulpit. I actually felt like God's already done a miracle tonight. I've felt it. Anybody want to rise up and receive a miracle right now? Just say, thank you, Jesus. I felt the miracle power of God. I felt it. I know he's here. I know he's doing it. I know he's going to reach down and touch that backslidden boy. I know he's going to reach down and touch that backslidden daughter. I know he's reaching down into your body and healing it right now. I know that he's going to work a miracle for you and for your grandchildren. I know that God is going to work a miracle. All I'm asking you to do is exercise your faith right now and say, Jesus, you're the same Jesus. You're not a different Jesus. You're not an inferior Jesus. You're not a less powerful Jesus. You're the same Jesus. I believe we're going to see multitudes healed. But it starts with us claiming it and believing it and expressing our faith in God. I don't know why Job got as sick as he got, but I know that God healed him. Is anybody here tonight? I, I just, man, I just feel it. I believe it. And even if I couldn't feel it, I still would believe it. Is there anybody here tonight that just feels like you need to claim a miracle? That maybe you just need to get out of your seat and just have a little faith walk and says, Lord, I'm claiming this miracle. And you name the miracle. And I want you to put it down in your calendar that it was March the 24th. And I want you to put it down in your calendar that it was exactly at 8.08 p.m. When you said, Lord, I'm claiming this miracle. Because there's something I read in the Bible that the Bible says that the centurion came for his servant. And he said, Lord, I don't deserve for you to come by the house, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. And the Bible said the same hour, the same hour, the servant was healed. 
I want you to remember what time. Remember this time, 8.08 in the evening. I want you to remember it's March the 24th. I want you to remember the request that you asked God for at 8.08 in the evening on March the 24th. Write it down somewhere. Because God's going to do it. God's going to do it. That boy's not going to be lost. That daughter's not going to be lost. That body's not going to stay sick. God, you're going to heal it. I'm claiming it right now. I'm claiming it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister Louise, several minutes ago when you came down here, I felt the Lord doing a healing in your body. I wonder if you'd just like to give God the praise for it right now. I just felt a healing coming to her. I felt it. Hallelujah. I remember a lady who suffered with some type of arthritis. She had it bad in her arms and she had it bad in her hands. And I watched Jesus heal her and I, I knew he was healing her. When she left that night, she said, my hands are warm and tingling. And the pain has gone out of my arms and hands. She said, when the Lord touched me, she said, my hands got warm and tingling. I'm telling you what she said. Oh, I've seen people get healed that felt the warmth as a sign. I've seen some people that the only way they knew they were healed was they realized a little bit later, hey, that pain's gone. It's God, you're the same Jesus. Great multitudes followed him. And he healed them. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple. And he healed them. Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever. And they told him. He took her by the hand, lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her. And she ministered unto them. And at evening, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that, all that were diseased and, and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together. Do you see what I'm saying? All the city was gathered together at the door. God wants to do these things, not only for you, but for all the people who are going to come to know him because of the miraculous power of God. I think we're going to see people getting up out of wheelchairs. I believe we're going to see the lame walking. Come on. I believe that God wants to heal you so that you can have faith for somebody else. The Bible says as a result of Jesus healing them, all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases, cast out many devils, suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him.
I'm not going to be much longer. I just feel the Holy Ghost. I believe that God is working here. I was in Bremerton, Washington. There's nothing really great unless you've got it. It's not all that bad. You know, if you've got it, it's bad. But if somebody else has it, what's carpal tunnel? If you've never had that, you probably don't know how painful that is. But I saw a lady with a carpal tunnel instantly healed by this same Jesus. I've watched Jesus heal of osteoarthritis. I saw a visitor one night come to church. God filled her with the Holy Ghost and healed her from arthritis. And devil, you are a liar. It is the same Jesus. Matter of fact, your need is a gateway to a miracle. I was in Northeast Maryland. You ever been there? Northeast Maryland. And there was a man in the service who had a severe back injury. And I watched Jesus heal him completely and instantly. I saw a girl who was about 100 pounds dripping wet get hit by a car. I scooped her up off the road and laid her on the hood of the car. Wasn't supposed to do that, but I was just ignorant. But I watched as God healed that girl. She was instantly and completely healed. No pain. No trauma. God instantly healed her. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sins should live under righteousness by whose stripes you were healed I don't know about you but I'm determined to live for God with or without miracles but I don't see any reason why we should live without miracles when he is the same Jesus praise God now let's just wait on the Lord for a moment and let's just see what God will do in the next few seconds of time. Would you just close your eyes and would you forget about everybody around you and just get your mind on Jesus. Jesus wants to deliver somebody tonight. He wants to set somebody free. But you need to get a big old jug of Holy Ghost. And you need to drink it and drink it and drink it until you let it fill you so full. How long are you going to live on yesterday's blessing? How long are you going to survive on yesterday's blessing? Let's just go for it right now, everybody. I know how to get this going. Who would like just to praise the Lord with me? Just give God praise. Just praise Him because He's good, because He's gracious, because He's kind. Hallelujah. I'm going to praise you, Lord. God, I'm going to... I'm going to put this ark on my shoulder and I'm heading for the water. 
Right now, God, I'm, I'm going to step into the water. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm not going to listen to what my body says. I'm going to listen to what faith says. Hallelujah. I will worship the Lord. I may not feel anything yet, but you watch out, devil, because any moment now, I'm going to feel something because he inhabits the praises of Israel. I'm going to praise the Lord. I know how to get him. I know how to get his attention. I just start praising him. Hallelujah. He loves my praise. I worship you, Jesus. I humble myself before you as a little child. Oh, God, I humble myself before you tonight. I believe you. Somebody online right now, right in your living room or wherever you may be, lift your hands with me. Close your eyes. Forget about whoever's in the room with you and just begin to verbalize praises to the Lord. For the Lord is going to heal somebody that's viewing this service right now online. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I say to you, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift your voice and begin to praise the Lord. For truly, it is the same Jesus who walked on the Sea of Galilee that's coming to you right now. Walking across your sea. Walking across your river. Walking across your problem to get to where you are. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here that would be willing to praise a little bit harder right now for the sake of a friend or for the sake of a loved one? Is there anybody here that would be willing to press it a little further right now for the sake of your miracle that you've desired God to do? Hallelujah. Come on in the name of Jesus. Come out of your coma in the name of Jesus Christ and begin to praise God until you feel it. Praise Him until you feel it. Praise Him until it happens. Praise Him until the miracle takes place. Just keep praising God. Your part is to praise God. His part is to heal you. Oh, Rabo Santa. You feel that? There's a wave of glory coming through here right now. There's a wave of glory. Go ahead. Praise a little bit more. You're doing great. Just right where you are. Just praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. The devil doesn't want you to do it. But praise God. Come on. Lift up your voice. Come on. You're going to have to exert yourself to praise the Lord. And you probably don't feel like doing it. But just praise Him anyhow. Because the Spirit of God is here to heal you. The Spirit of God is here to deliver you. Bones, be healed right now. Bones and discs, be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Nerves, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Kidneys, be healed in the name of Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost. Heart, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost now. Keep praising Him. Something is transforming. Something's happening. Something's transcending in the name of Jesus. I worship you, God. That's it. Brother Ed Chesser, be healed in that rehab right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Brother Hurst, be healed in the name of Jesus. Cameron Ferris, be healed in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Let's keep praising God. God's here. He showed up. He came. He has compassion upon us.
Not only does God want to heal your physical body, but God is here to heal your emotions. God is heal, here to heal your psyche. God is here to deliver you from the spirit of heaviness. Like someone already testified that God set them free from heaven. Well, he's here tonight to do it for somebody else. Hallelujah. Come on. Give God praise. Just worship the Lord. Don't be selfish with your praise. Hallelujah. Don't be skimpy with your praise. Give God abundant praise do you feel it I feel the Holy Ghost somebody get your healing right now hallelujah step into the water wade out a little bit deeper that's the Holy Ghost my God I feel the Holy Ghost Jesus you're the same Jesus you're the same today as you ever were. You're just as powerful today. Thank you for taking those stripes upon your back. Thank you for taking those nails in your hands and those nails in your feet. Thank you for taking that spear in your side. Thank you for taking that, that crown of thorns. Thank you for taking my sins upon that cross. And thank you for healing my body. Praise God. 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 Oh, I love to spend time in your presence. I love to spend time in your presence. I love to worship you. I love to feel your presence, God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tonight you've heard several testimonies right in this little group. Backs that were healed. situations that were taken care of and now you sit in the presence of God and you have a choice you can worship him for who he is the almighty God and you can say holy 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 is the Lord God almighty the whole earth is full of his glory holy his train fills the temple or you can wait him out and just sit there and wait until the move of God is passed and, and go home with the same old, same old. But oh, why not just give God some praise right where you're sitting? My brother, how long has it been since you got lost in the spirit and prayed until you spoke in other tongues and then prayed some more? How long has it been, my sister, since you just sat at Jesus' feet and said, Lord, Martha is encumbered about with many things, but, but I've chosen to come and sit at your feet, Jesus. Whoo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 